Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Eyes Wide Open podcast. I'm Ann Hambly, the founder, and I'm very, very pleased to have with me today, Michael Bull. Michael founded, I assume everybody in our industry knows of Michael. He's certainly very well, um, he's, he's he's around a lot of all the conferences I think you're in. He's, uh, he's actually featured in the cover story, and I guess you're on the cover of the magazine this this uh, winter edition, Michael, of uh, the National Association of Realtors new magazine called Create. At least I think it's new. I've never heard the name uh, before, but you're featured on the cover. I just saw your picture on there. So congrats on that. Um, that's, that's a huge thing. And if people don't see that magazine and haven't seen you in an in, in a industry format before at the conferences. I'm sure they've heard of your firm and also watched or listened to your your commercial real estate uh, show. So at least uh, that's how we connected many, many years ago. So the honor to have you again, Michael. Thank you very much. Happy Thank New you. Year to you. Happy New Year. Yeah. Glad to be with you. What else would you like to say about Bull Realty in general before we hop into uh some of the topics in the industry for today. Yeah. I mean, uh, just to know who's, who's on the show. I mean, I've been doing brokers for 35 years. I created Bull Realty 25 years ago, and we sell all types of commercial properties uh, all around the Southeast U.S. So we have teams that do, I, I lead a team that sells office buildings. Um, and we have probably 60 million under contract right now. Um, and then we have a senior housing division, multifamily division, retail investment, single tenant net lease, hotel, medical office. So we have brokers that, that focus on different things and uh, we're headquartered in Atlanta. I don't think there's any property type that you don't work on. Is that right? At least I didn't hear any. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have a hotel team, uh, real, real yeah. experience in hotels. And and uh, we have a land developer services that help sell land and help developers find sites. So, yeah, we have... We have a team for everything, we think. <laughs> yeah, we've certainly got a remarkable reputation in the industry and recognize the need to educate people and, and inform them on things going on in the industry long before many of us understood the importance of that. We were talking earlier that you started your uh, commercial real estate show uh, what, 12 years ago. And I, I don't think I even, I don't, we, I don't think we said we didn't call it a podcast then, but it, it's certainly become what we know as a podcast. So you're uh, way ahead of the curve as far as that goes. Um, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, let's talk this. What I'd like to do is instead of recapping 22, I, I well, let me just ask you one 2022 question, and we'll spend more of our time, as you often say, looking in the front window of your car versus the rear view, rear, rear view mirror. Easy for me to say. Um, let's do one look in the rear view mirror. Is there anything about 2022 that happened that you caught you off guard or that you hadn't kind of anticipated that you think affected a commercial real estate owner in any way? Well, I think... Um... You know, the elephant in the room, obviously, is the interest rate increases. And I expected them to increase in a good economy. They were way too low and they needed to be increased. Um, but I think if anything surprised me that impacted the market was that, you know, the Fed raising them, uh, waiting so long and too long to, to raise them and then raising them too quickly and not letting the market and the economy kind of react to each increase. So I think the rapid fire increase really 
took a lot of people off guard, even though we knew everyone kind of knew was going they were going to rise. To raise them that quick it just seems idiotic to me. And I think that's put uh uh is creating problems for for folks and and for property owners and 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 everyone. So uh that obviously uh some a lot of players are kind of looking for pricing uh guidance and and trying to understand wh- where things are landing. Yeah. And I guess, uh, yeah, any anything as far as looking historically over the past few years, it's really hard to draw a conclusion about what might happen going forward. I think, you know, you look at the last three years in our in our you know economy in general and in commercial real estate, and you can't you can't you know map that out and draw something that is probably going to happen in twenty three. You know, it's just we had so many odd things occur. What do you think if you're a commercial real estate owner, um, let's say at this point, since you lead, you know, you, you, well, you, you own the company, but let's I'll talk about office just as a starting point. Um, what do you think is on many uh, commercial real estate office owners' minds as they're sitting here today, January 2023? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I, I talk to office owners, uh, asset managers, and owners every day, and I would say ninety percent of them are uh, licking their wounds. Right, they're they're looking at performance and looking at occupancy and trying to uh, improve the performance of their properties. And then you have uh, some folks who have do have stable properties, um, and they they may be looking in the rearview mirror, thinking the values uh, that they had in twenty twenty one. Uh, other values today. And so they're kind of sitting. And then you have some owners who have stabilized properties uh, or otherwise that are realizing that, hey, you know what, interest rates are back to more normal rates. Historically, uh, the rates were incredibly uh, low, which was kind of a bad situation for the Fed and the economy to have them that low and, and nowhere to go down. Uh, so I think the right rise in the rates was was a good thing. But most Office owners are trying to you know, stabilize the properties, and and uh, uh, but there are some that are selling. Like I mentioned, we have uh, quite a few under contract right now, and and those are owners that said, "Hey, you know what? Interest rates are back to more normal rates. Uh, it did adjust values, um, and they are what they are." Um, so if if you want to sell and do business, there's plenty of folks that uh, have been in the business as long as I have who realize that these rates are still very very good. I remember getting yeah. a percent interest rate on a loan and being so excited that it was that low. <laughs> in my career. What year was that? Do you remember? Oh, I can't say. I mean, you know, you don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah. It was well, early '80s, I think. Probably. Eight, yeah, I was just gonna say. I, I yeah. remember things like that. my home loan. I think in the early '80s was like 15 percent or something ridiculous. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And you know, it's and funny. I made money, and, and we made money, and, yeah. and our investors made money. Uh, you know, and it does adjust, uh, you know, valuations and cap rates and a lot of people yeah. realize, and that's where we are and you you face it. Right. The other thing you, that, that owners, I think, or some come, come to grips with is if you compare transaction volume or values to, from 2021 to now, you know, as we end 22 and compare it to 21, well, 21 was a robust year. You remember you had, not only did you have really low rates, but you had the scare of the 1031 exchange being limited to a million dollars. You had a scare of capital gains rates increasing. So there was a lot of activity, a lot of 1031s. And that was probably the the highest point of the market as far as valuations go for a long time. Um, So if you look back at years prior to 2021 and you look at volume, then you're comparing it to a more average volume, if you will, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing that that some um, economists and analysts are kind of looking at. Hey, you can't just compare it to, to 2021 because it was such a robust right. year. Yeah. Uh, and Nor can you compare. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And then if you're looking at cap rates and values, you want to look more historically, right? Uh, yeah. Than, you know, then the last several years where rates were just astronomically low. It's got to be really hard because you can't, like you said, so you're, you had something happen in 22 and you look back and you can't judge or make your decision based on what happened in 21. You also can't make any decisions based on what happened in 2020. So historical you know, historical projection projections is wrong work. Historical information is a little flawed today, you know, and that there's so many anomalies, right? You can't really draw a good conclusion easily. Yeah. And you got to look at every property and tenant and lease and situation very specifically, as you know, as you help clients uh, with troubled loans and, and assumptions. So it's, um, it, you just got to look at each property and and remember your goals and 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 keep moving forward, right? We have a we have worked we're working with a number of office owners that um, are faced with, and I, I wanted to see get your thoughts on a couple of these things. But they're faced with just so it's a performing office today on paper. They've got a maturity date, you know, maybe in twenty three or twenty four. Many of them in twenty three, and they've got a tenant that is going to renew, um, but there is some money involved that they have to put up to renew them. What this these owners, of course, rightly so, don't want to put the money up, new money into the project until they know they aren't going to lose to maturity. You know, they're not going to get foreclosed on the day after maturity, in essence, right? So they want an extension on the maturity date um, in order to make it economically feasible for them to put the new money in. And yet it's a little far out for servicers to grant those extensions. So I don't know if that will equate in some cases to some owners. Uh, in a decision to sell, I, I, you know, I don't know, but I would imagine a little bit of that'll drive your sale activity this year too. You know, that additional factor that people are considering. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you've got a CMBS loan where uh, it's a sculptor, right. And you can walk away, you got to look at, Hey, what's the value going to be if I invest the um, leasing commissions and, and tenant improvement dollars to renew this lease? Uh, what's the value going to be? And I think if you're looking through the the uh, windshield rather than rearview mirror and you base it on current valuations and cap rates, um, you can make a decision that that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I think I would I, you, you would know more about this than me, obviously, but to caution them that you know if you've got an opportunity to renew a lease and you don't do it, you know that almost seems like a bad boy carve out problem. But mm. so I think I'd yeah. keep that in mind and, and do right. what's right. Well, that's right. Actually, I had a call yesterday with a client where it's like the three choices on the table are really, you know, they're all three horrible choices, right? You want to, I mean, it's almost like you go to the doctor and your options are cut your arm off, you know, leave the cancer in and die or, you know, and then they're all really painful, horrible options. But those were the three, you know, and one of them is walk away, hand it back, right? But nobody wants to do that either. Are you aware of any, are you hearing that there's any uh, lenders out there that are doing uh, office new, you know, they're giving new loans on office right now. I'm hearing there isn't a lot of availability for new loans on office. Are you hearing the same thing or different? Well, we're closing two two right now. Um, so uh, yeah, there, oh. there's loans closing. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's less providers. Uh, you know, they're underwriting them more tightly. Um, they're looking for, you know, experienced, strong sponsors. 
Uh, but sure. you know, these are some of the safest loans these lenders have probably done in many, many years because they're oh. based on more normal natural interest rates, right? So yeah, yeah. these mature, you don't have that maturity problem with such higher rates. So I think this is a good time for lenders to do loans. And yes, uh, we're closing to uh, right now. Well, I probably need to talk to you about a few others. Um, what do you think? So let's, let's move from office for a minute to another property type like retail. Um, I heard, uh, and I know enough about retail to be dangerous. And I know that's not your specialty per se, but you handle a lot of retail. You have a retail division, right? Right. Um, I heard a lot of people say that a lot of the tenants, the large tenants that were uh, kind of still hanging in, if you will, you know, the ones that are not a necess- necessity every day, but they're hanging out there, like some of the clothing apparel places and stuff like that, um, that they were going to, w- you know, wait through the holidays, hang on through the holidays, and then maybe consider, you know, doing something different in 23. Are, do you think, I'm not wording this very clearly, but do you think there'll be um, more tenants closing in 23 than there were in the past? Or do you think we've kind of stabilized a little bit um, in the retail market? Yeah, I think that's a bit of a moving market still. I think a lot of it's happened. Uh, this transition, the, the the retailers that you kind of had, they all were models, if you will, um, mm-hmm. are, I've, I've transitioned out, but there'll still be some, some more uh, where you have more exper- experiential tenants coming in and and tenants that are doing more, you know, online omni-channel and, uh, uh, and uh, are, are more with it, if you will. So I think we've seen a lot of it and, and a lot of the retail is, is doing really, really well. A lot of the retail properties and, and tenants are, are doing extremely well. Um, so there's, there's not as much default, uh, I think, as, as there may have been uh, expected um, yeah. in, in retail. Yeah, that's what kind of seemed too. So do you um do you anticipate your sales volume for retail to be kind of steady from, you know, 22 to 23 or not necessarily uh drastically changed? Yeah, I think we'll see a little bit increase in in uh, velocity of sales in 2023 because there are a lot of good stable retail properties, right? And then retail is usually good real estate meaning, you know, it's usually good property. It's really good land. Like we closed uh, a, a major part of a, of a shopping center um, development and uh, where the, we're just selling it for the land um, wow. in, in Metro Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, the, so, so, you know, that a lot of that's going on where you use it for medical or distribu- yeah. distribution or, you right. know, um, a lot of a lot of the uses. Uh, this particular one is a mega church uh, buying mm. property, um, oh. and you know it's got the visibility. It's flat. It's got utilities. It uh, yeah. it's well located. Yeah. So retail is usually good real estate. So I, I expect less distress there than 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 the opportunistic buyers would like. Okay. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and multifamily just still kind of steady Eddie. I mean, I know we had a few little blips here and there, but do you see anything radically different in multifamily lately? Well, just the, the biggest difference, of course, we're seeing is the the rapid increase in rents that we've seen over the last several years. And a lot of markets over 10% a year was just crazy and yeah. really drove gap rates because there's so much expectation for rising rents. 
while now the rents have kind of leveled off and um, that we're not seeing those kinds of increases. In some markets, we're seeing more normal increases of one and a half, two and a half, three percent. And in some, we're seeing the rents flat right now, or maybe in some cases slightly reduced because they had went up so fast. Yeah, so I think the, we're back to more normal uh, rent increases, but I think the the of in most markets, the overall demand is still there. There's still a lack of housing. You still yeah. have some markets and municipalities that uh, are against multifamily development, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, or certainly not helping multifamily yeah. development. Right. So I think the market's still stable and strong. Uh, we're just not going to see the, the extremely low cap rates. You know that we had when interest when interest rates were low, and you had rents increasing at ten percent a year. Yeah, you could buy mm-hmm. a two cap, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, let's see another hotel, big big property type that's you know certainly had its challenges over the past few years, but for the most part, I, I'm hearing is relatively stable. There's been some a lot of recapitalization that's gone on in some of these hospitalities know companies but um in general it seems like it's you know kind of stabilized obviously it's much more dependent on um use and location and you know and all that we're just talking real general but you right. you see the same thing and you know anything different that you see there yeah i see the same thing we're seeing some distress uh and and some real good acquisition opportunities but mm-hmm. uh at the same time we're seeing some uh real strong demand and uh, lenders still like the the hotels, and of course, you know we were all cramped up for a while, not able to travel. So, uh, yeah. most of us really want to get out and travel, and, and that's <laughs> yeah, showing yeah. in the numbers, right? Um, so, yeah, most markets are doing extremely well. The hotel industry seems to be, you know, rocking along for now. But yeah. uh, as you know, that's a nightly leash, right? So things can change <laughs> yes. quickly uh, if the economy deteriorates. But right. um, yeah, the hotel market seems to be uh, overall pretty strong. I've heard many companies say that in in the past, well, basically what they've done is they've said, unless you're meeting with a group or you're doing a presentation or something like that, they're they're not wanting you to travel like me fly to you just to meet with you or something, you know, like we used to do. There's a lot less likelihood that people will travel, you know, one off to go visit with one other person inside a company, especially. So there will be changes in our in our travel and in our, um, I think long-term, you know, but I do miss the, you know, the times when everybody was together at conferences and now I've concluded Mm -hmm. now after my last one that I'm probably getting a little old to do it frequently now. So I don't, I don't think I like doing that, but I, I do miss those. I mean, that was great, great times and a great way to do business in our industry. I hope that comes back, you know? Yeah. I think it's coming back, you know? Yeah. um, I've been to several events around the country and, and like you, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and I spoke at uh, uh, three, I spoke at the, in Georgia recently, I spoke at the CPA annual convention, the uh, Georgia appraisers annual convention, the Georgia bankers Association annual convention, and people are all together having a great time and, and really networking and learning a lot. So uh, I think people really enjoyed getting out and, and being at these events. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, I know. I miss it. I hope it comes back. There was a time where we all thought, well, maybe it won't come back, you know. So we talked about, I think, all the basic property types. You and you and I are both of the same, I think, mindset that there's no big, huge. Um, we, we've been through such traumatic changes in our industry and in our economy over the past, you know, three years that it's hard to envision something tremendous 
that's in 23, right? So I think there's just going to be a lot of adjustments, a lot of, uh, like I was telling someone too, uh, you know, retail and office, they're not, they're not going down. They're not deteriorating. They're not distressed per se generally, but there's a lot of changes and change equals needing to get approval from your lender. So there's still going to be a lot of movement in our industry and activity with the servicers and the lenders, but it's not negative. It's not all distress. Um, if you had to, you asked me this the other day, and I'm going to ask you too, but if you do you think in general at the end of 23, defaults and distresses will go up or go down? I think they'll go up from now um, okay. because especially in the office world where some of these tenants um, don't feel like they, they need as much space or, or some yeah. cases don't need space at all. And I think that's going to take a little while to, to move um, back to where companies realize the the challenges of hybrid and work from home, you know, this, the cybersecurity issue, the trade secret issues, the recruiting, uh, retaining uh, uh, the culture, uh, the, and, and the bottom line is the productivity, the profit levels, you know, and a, yeah. and a small decrease in productivity can cause uh, havoc on the bottom line for these big companies. And I think more and more of them are seeing it. And, and, and as the employment market changes, and it's a little harder for folks to say, look, I, I'm not going to come in. I'll just get a job somewhere else where I can work online. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that's going to take a while to, to, to adjust. Um, I think there's always going to be more people working from home than we had before COVID. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And I think some industries can do well working at home as some folks, but I think the overall productivity is going is is down and 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 will be down for most companies. So I think demand will come back. The question I have is, you know, how long when's that happen, right? When does that yeah. demand? But we're also going to see some office properties converted to to apartments. We're going to see some torn down. Uh, we're going to see some converted to to other uses. We're going to start seeing. Uh, a slowdown of new supply as lenders want to finance new spec buildings. You know, obviously it takes a couple of years for that to, to happen and slow down. But it, so it may be that you know, we have a period of, of maybe a couple of years until the office market regains some strength overall. Having said that, there's obviously some very strong markets, uh, submarkets and, and buildings out there, and which is why you know, we, we are selling office buildings and, and there's also folks who like to come in and, 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 and ca help cap capitalize an existing sponsor. Um, so we do a good bit of that where, you know, someone comes to you and they, they having that, they've got to put in a couple million dollars um, and they don't want to have it or don't want to do it. Uh, and then we come in and maybe, you know, bring in that capital partner uh, that can help them, um, uh, reorganize that that loan and, and keep that property going. And so I think, and then some folks will just realize, you know, the best thing to do is sell. Can, can we sell it and just pay off that loan? Might that be better than a foreclosure or handing over the keys? Mm -hmm. Usually it is. Um, so in some cases, I think folks will look at, hey, what can I sell it for? Uh, and they won't know until you know they get a broker who focuses specifically on that property type uh, to come in and say, hey, Here's the comps. Here's what's on the market. This is our expectations. And sometimes that can be the solution. And let me just add there too, even if the sales price is going to be less than the debt, there are ways to get those approved. It, CMBS and other, right? So I, I agree with you that I think sometimes people will 
put their property up for sale to see if it's a good solution. But I, I think everybody should always keep in mind that even if the sales price could, could be lower than the debt, there are solutions that you can do there, you know, sort of a short sale, if you will, but it's not called that. In, yeah. And let me, and let me ask you, because when we do it, we do that with banks, we, if, as we take on the assignment as brokers, we're using direct conversation with the bank and we've had a conversation with them for realistic expectations mm-hmm. and then what they were going to do or not do uh, with the, the balance due that they yeah. paid. Right. Um, when it, when you're working in CMBS, I guess it's a little more difficult to get that understanding as a broker, right. That, or, or a seller that, Hey, yeah, we will be realistic. We will take a less than loan payoff, go ahead and do the work. Is that well, right? that's the that's the insight I can provide. Though you're right that this, that a special servicer, before they're involved in a deal and they and they see uh, evidence of this of the market value, they're not going to agree to anything. But if if you have good evidence that the market value supports what you're going to sell it for, then there is a way to get in front of the special servicer and get them to agree conceptually with this short sale. So nobody wastes their time, you know, good, good. and it has to be a reputable broker, which clearly, you know, that, and you would be and you know, so, um, but that's, yeah, that, so those things can be done. A lot of people, a lot of listeners might assume that that's just something that you can't do. And it, it just isn't the case. It isn't something you can always do, but you certainly can leave that as an open option. And then we should, you know, we can talk about that. Right. Good. All right. Well, look, I appreciate your insight on everything commercial real estate today. I know I, we covered all property types and, and uh, you know, we, we general, I just want to say on behalf of anybody listening that we, we are talking very general and, and you might be listening and saying, well, no, no, I'm, I'm aware that in, you know, New York, it's like nothing like you're talking about or in Chicago or things. And we're, we're aware of that. I think both of us would say that there's nothing really about commercial real estate that is general across the nation and by property type. So just hear us uh, as far as I, I appreciate Michael sharing his insight on globally 30,000 foot feet, you know, what's going on. And and uh, I think it's very important for all of us to hear from people like you, Michael, in the industry. So I appreciate your time today. If you have any parting words, you can say them now. Otherwise, I'm going to thank you very much for your time and, and for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you, Anne. It's glad to be with you. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. And happy new year to you. You too.